0: welcome back to the what is life dude podcast we are sarah and eric
1: hey guys welcome back i hope that you had a great thanksgiving celebration if you observed that and what are we talking about this week we kind of we had another kind of heavier more complex topic planned it's something that has been top of our minds lately so we're going to kind of delve into like finding balance in relationships and balance between i don't know how, how would we describe this
0: Yeah, balance in any relationship, like specifically, obviously, our romantic relationship, but it could be like a friendship or a business partnership, but finding balance between who is good at certain things and not trying to take on roles that you're not completely um, comfortable with or built for just for the sake of having someone do it. Does that make sense?
1: Right. Right. Yeah, so just all about finding your own strengths in a relationship and capitalizing on those. And, of course, that kind of has a lot to do with gender norms mm. and stereotypes and gender roles in our relationship. But, uh, we feel you know, like it's a whole thing to unpack.
0: Yeah, and we feel like we haven't done enough pre-discussion mm. about it to do an episode about it yet. Right. So we're going to put a, a hold on that until we feel like we can give you... Yeah, a good good episode, even great, mm-hmm. a great episode mm-hmm. about it.
1: Yeah, it's a cer- it's a certainly a very difficult and charged topic, and one that kind of you can't really become an expert on it. You know, even in if you stay in one relationship for your entire life, your roles and the, like the give and take is going to be constantly evolving, mm. and so it's just I don't know, it's just such a vast topic. So it's we funny. will keep talking about it amongst ourselves, and then come back to you.
0: It's funny. Our podcast is always, it's always just about, like, what's going on in our brains mm-hmm. at any given time, but I like that we sometimes do this thing where we're like, well, this is in the forefront of our brains, but it's not, <laughs> it's not, like, fully formed yet, Right? so we're going to talk instead about something else that's in the forefront of our brains, yeah. but takes up less, I don't know, less intense space, mm-hmm. you, you know?
1: Right, and something that feels a little less charged for us yeah. so that we don't find ourselves getting, like, triggered or anything yeah. during our conversation.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's why we, we pre-discuss the heavy topics yeah, and try to figure out where we want to go with it so the conversation ends up feeling good and healthy mm-hmm. and not stressful for anyone. Yeah. So today instead, we're going to be talking about
1: Something exciting in you know, a like a positive a purely positive way, I think. I I'm like excited to talk about this.
0: I wasn't looking at you yeah. and then you like chimed in <laughs> and it like did you see me recoil? You. I like yeah. recoiled a little bit. It was kinda of frightening. Sorry. You've never been that loud ever. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna be talking about how living in San Diego has been mm-hmm. with Sarah's fam. It's about two
1: months now. Well, mm-hmm. we, we got here on like October 4th, 4th and today is...
0: Yeah. November 30th. That we're recording this. Yeah. There are 30 days in November, right? Yes. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. It's very strange being...
1: An adult? Know, and not well, knowing yeah. that. Like I still use the knuckle trick to find out how many days there are in, in certain days, certain months of the year.
0: I use the song. Oh. But <laughs> the problem with that is that when you sing songs sometimes, you you mix up lyrics. So sometimes I mix up the lyrics okay. of the song and i don't know what's what Um, uh, yeah so we'll be talking about how living in san diego has been where we want to move next options we've been exploring and thinking about and researching um yeah and wherever wherever else this may go there mm-hmm. are, there's just a lot of stuff swirling around our heads
1: so you know what's interesting i listen to a lot of podcasts by people who are very authoritative you know they get they get paid to coach people and such and every time they're providing like information or advice it's you take it i don't know you take it at face value basically and what i'm realizing about our podcast is like we are just like it's two two like kids figuring it out that's how i identify very much i'm like i still don't really feel like an adult i'm almost 30 yeah <laughs> and i'm like Anyone who's listened to us for, like, even just the past few months will know, like, exactly how many changes we've gone through, like, in our mindsets and, like, what our plans, how our plans have changed and evolved. Like, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. We've gone through so many phases on this
0: podcast. But I think that's that's why I'm proud and like our podcast. Mm. You know, like, we've, if you've been listening for a while, you know, we had, like, a whole first run of the podcast. Like in 2018, mm-hmm. and it just it never really felt right. Yeah, and we have unpublished all those episodes, and <laughs> they're just on my hard drive now, mm-hmm. sitting collecting, um, collecting digital dust, yeah. if you will. <laughs> but now it's like I like that we just figure stuff out, right? And I mean, you don't, and not everyone needs to be an authority on everything all the time, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. some people just want to hear that other people are also figuring it out. Mm-hmm. That's what most people are doing, right? Right. And I think I think it's it's good that we can provide that yeah. perspective.
1: Definitely a theme of our relationship has been like, and I guess like this is just how humans are, but I think especially for us because we are, I don't know, we think so much about the stuff we do on top of doing it. Mm-hmm. Like we have just, our identities have changed so many times. And it's hard to not feel sometimes like an imposter too. When you like say really enthusiastically, like, oh, I'm gonna make music my like number one thing. We're gonna move to San Diego and like be in a big city and it's gonna like invigorate us and we're gonna be as soon as COVID's over, we're gonna go play a bunch of shows every weekend. And then moving here and just feeling so differently about living in a big city. Even I mean, okay, we'll get we'll get into the topic shortly i want to do all our logistical stuff first but
0: okay what do you want to do first logistically
1: potentially our supporter shout out
0: our what our supporter, supporter shout out. oh god i almost just choked on my water oh, it was no. like half water and half saliva
1: i'm drinking um flat hard kombucha
0: this woman absolutely <laughs> perturbs me. Sometimes. I bought
1: a yeah. I bought a six pack on Halloween because Eric and my mom both really like beer, and Eric's been buying fancy beers because Stone is local to San Diego, mm. Stone mm-hmm. Brewing. So he's been buying their like fancy, like limited to limited release brews. Mm-hmm. And I, one day I was like, oh, I think I should have myself a um, merry little Christmas. No, I should have <laughs> myself uh, a delightful little. Uh, what was I going to say? Alcoholic beverage. beverage. And um, so I bought this fancy hard kombucha. What's the brand? Nova. Yeah.
0: This is from this is from last night. She opened it <laughs> and started drinking it. She drank maybe an eighth of it off yeah. the top, left it in the room, and now she's sipping from it again. And <sighs> I will be shocked if you get even close to halfway done with that can. Yeah. By the end of the I'm- episode.
1: I'm a beverage person. I always have like five, be- <laughs> maybe five is too many, three to four <laughs> beverages of different types at any given moment. And um, I am known to open up a can of something and drink it across two days. Yep. And the alcohol is no different. So I'm drinking mm, room temperature hard kombucha.
0: I, I'm i the exact opposite. <laughs> I think I have to move the sh- the supporter shout out jingle to right here because <laughs> we went on a tangent okay so now it's time for our supporter shout out. <laughs> i've been trying to time it so i don't have to edit the podcast i can just put it in mm-hmm. and i paused for the right amount of time so let's see if let's see if that's right nice Do you want to explain what our supporter shout out is while i pull up this list
1: right so we have a number of wonderful people who Donate to our podcast through our streaming platform, Anchor, our uh, hosting platform, I guess. Both? hmm Basically, it's what we upload our podcast to, and it distributes it to all of the streaming platforms. So, do you want to read our supporters?
0: I would love to. Our supporters are as follows. Shout out to Inga Pfeiffer, Alexis May, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Samantha McIntyre, Kevin Dooley, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Karen B.W., This person's name just says me. Thank you, me. Quinn, Anna Dureka, Megan Stewart, Dylan Shobin, and Sarah Creighton. Guys, the list is long, and now I have to breathe in the middle Mm -hmm. of it. So thank you. Thank you so much for being a supporter. Yeah, thank you. Um, If you are unable to support in that way, another great way to support us is to leave us a rate and review in the iTunes store. Because that helps people find the podcast and, you know check it out if they're into this new self-improvement genre that we've recategorized ourselves Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And just for the record, the power just went out in our house and we had to restart everything and I tried to sneakily edit this back together. Mm -hmm. So that was a very, very strange... That's never happened to us while we were recording. Mm -mm. All right. Well, there's a first time for everything. So thank you to our supporters and let's move on into our topic.
1: Yes. Okay. So let's just rewind. We've been here for... Two months, just about. We live with my mom and sister in this house, San Diego. And prior to that, we were living in Colorado together for three years. And Eric lived there for four years, just about. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we talked a lot about our reasons for moving here. If you had to sum them up for anyone who's not Mm. familiar, what would you
0: have said? Okay. Interesting. We moved here because... Well, I mean, let's start, I, I, we we lived in Colorado because I had a job in Colorado, and then the company downsized, I got let go, and we were like, okay, do we still want to live here? Because now neither of us have jobs that we have to go to in Colorado, right? So we were trying to think of if we wanted to leave, why we would want to stay, and we ultimately decided to leave because there are a few reasons. The climate, where we lived, it just... Colorado wasn't a very us place. A lot mm-hmm. of skiing, winter sports, um, hiking mountains. None of it really resonated with us, and we felt like we could belong somewhere different. Mm-hmm. And we chose to come to San Diego because a it's San Diego and it's really nice, mm-hmm. and b we could move in with a family for a little while and kind of reevaluate. Right.
1: And we were able to cut our rent down substantially by doing that. Mm -hmm. So we pay about half as much as we were paying to live in Colorado. Yep. So I want to say that it was, I mean, we tossed around a couple different other potential places to move. We were considering Austin, Texas. We were considering places in the PNW, Pacific Northwest. And we ended up coming here just because... I mean, we weren't able to travel because of COVID to either any of these other places to consider, like, would they fit us? Mm. Is it reasonable to move there? So I feel like this was definitely the path of least resistance just to move in with family temporarily, um, cut down our expenses, and it would let us kind of reevaluate what we wanted to do. But there was like a period of time where we were were pretty sure, like, oh, we want to be in San Diego forever, probably, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is not to love about it? Yeah. Okay, so two months later. <laughs> two months later,
0: we're here. Um, yeah, my sister Mallory was catching up with our podcast, and she was like, she texted me, and she was like, oh, are you guys going to do an episode and like talk about how you've been enjoying it, like how you've felt so far in these last two months? I was like, oh, we, I don't know, I never thought about it. And turns out we are right now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's definitely been, it's definitely been, been great I think like I think it is a lot harder for some people and some families to coexist so Mm -hmm. I think when you look at it from that perspective it's going very very well
1: right yeah I mean I'm definitely it's definitely what needed to happen for us because we did not know where else to go and to have stayed in Colorado just because we didn't have any other lands I don't think would have been like we felt very stagnant there as you'll know if you've been following us for a while so we definitely needed the mix up mm-hmm. um like Eric said I I mean I haven't lived at home since I moved out for college and it's been going pretty well like we have our alone space and then we get to see two other people which every is nice day, for too. Us. yeah because yeah, we had been you know alone throughout all of COVID, because both yeah. of us work at home, and even if you know we weren't uh, in the middle of a pandemic, both of us would still be working at home. Yeah. So. So
0: our space consists of our bedroom, where we have. I was going to say where we have our bed, but obviously
1: we have all of our stuff here except for our kitchen stuff.
0: Yeah. So my desk is here. This is where, where we're doing the podcast. We have our TV in here. We have a bathroom and a shower and a closet, mm-hmm. and it's, like, very much our own little space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, we still share a house. So, like, when it comes to working and being productive, we've... it's It's been a lot easier for me because I can just sit in our, in our space mm-hmm. and work on music for clients and whatnot, but it's a little more difficult for Sarah because Sarah, as a chef, has to work in <laughs> a communal part of the house. Mm-hmm. So that's been... That's been a stressor, yeah. Wouldn't you say?
1: It definitely has. Um, not that I mind sharing a kitchen, but I just have a—I a, take up a lot of space when I'm producing content, especially because, I mean, for all the places we've lived, we haven't had a particularly well lit kitchen. So I do have to lug around not only like my tripod, but also artificial lighting, which mm. is and this massive like umbrella for my artificial <laughs> lighting. So that's hard, you know, and just. Just like, because we're not planning to stay here long term, we don't, we haven't like consolidated all of our equipment with my mom and sister, right? We all each have like our own set of things separate. So it takes up twice as much space as mm-hmm. probably a normal family would take up.
0: Right. Like we didn't, we didn't give away or sell mm-hmm. like our, our, a rice cooker <laughs> or um, an air fryer right. because Sarah's family has it mm-hmm. we're like well we we're gonna keep ours because in a few months we're gonna leave again and need all those things yeah right so of course that like you said makes it we right. have doubles of a lot of things down there but it's not like it, it's it's fascinating because your family is so they're nice and respectful and they're not they don't like i, I don't know they don't hint to passive aggressively like oh mm-hmm. we should get out of the way like, they're totally nice. It's just, they're, it's just, it's one space, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, perform for the camera. Yeah. And, like, sometimes there are other people around. I mean, you have a hard time doing it in front of me. Right. Your boyfriend.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have kind of had to work around that. And I've kind of changed, for the time being, at least I plan to change the con- my the format of my content. So I'm only doing kind of like how I used to film. When I first started my channel where I'm I have like close up shots on the process and then I do a voiceover, mm. which I record in our closet.
0: <laughs> it's it's a nice it's a nice little setup in there.
1: Right. So I can't really do I mean I could, but it would be awkward. I don't I mean it's know. like
0: if I had to make a theme song for a client. In the middle of our, our living the, room. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, Oh my god, I'm I'm so embarrassed. Sometimes I'm embarrassed singing lyrics about
1: call 1-800 law guys right now <laughs> hey that's copyrighted <laughs> oh sorry uh, <laughs> to me <laughs>
0: um yeah so it's it's all things that are like understandable mm-hmm. and um they're they're okay so mm-hmm. i think overall overall it's good would you agree
1: i would say so i i think there's nothing that is an insurmountable challenge it's just like mild inconveniences really
0: and when i say good i mean it's good for it's good for what it is right Mm -hmm. like we don't live in our own house it's Mm -hmm. never going to be perfect
1: yeah i mean and by by far this kitchen is way nicer than any (laughs) kitchen i've ever lived like you know what i mean right but it's just like there's something, you know i'm like i said almost 30 it's hard to um and i and i've always been the one who kind of decides like what I'm I'm like the home manager person, mm-hmm. like I'm the one who moves furniture and like decides what goes where, and like I've always had free reign over my kitchen, and it's just it's just like a change of pace to have to you know consider other people.
0: Mm-hmm. I do want to touch more for a second on living with two other people mm-hmm. because we've found it like very pleasant just to be interacting yeah. with other people. Mm -hmm. every day
1: yeah i just i mean i i really do think like humans are meant to have a community and you know like some people they move out like to a different town or different state so they can be away from their families and they like really need that boundary for me like i've said to eric like i wouldn't care if my mom and sister live next door Mm -hmm. but it's just like i want my own space to like decide where things go that's like my concern and like Another benefit, I guess, of having other people is that I do really like cooking a lot and I've been able to kind of like, you know, stuff that like when you're a a content creator and your content is food, (laughs) it's like I'm able to make more stuff and test more recipes because there's two extra mouths to feed.
0: Right. If I had an excess of content, (laughs) it would go on an external hard drive. (laughs) When you have excess content, it needs to be eaten or yeah. gets thrown away when it goes bad right so it's like we just hey there's food over there and then mm-hmm. like the next morning it's gone yeah. <laughs> and We're like yes it was and eaten.
1: you know it's interesting like i never like felt like i missed living near family like too terribly much but now that we are i feel like it is going to be a little sad when we move away mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm really hoping that we can find another or build another community wherever it is we end up yeah So that we, you know, we still have people coming over when it's safe to do so and we can host dinner parties. I love nothing more than like hosting food centric parties and stuff.
0: And that was the thing about Colorado. It's like we had a lot of friends there. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if like the people we hung out with were only really like six or seven people. Mm. Right. Um, We still had a community of people. And if we were ever like, let's see someone i mm-hmm. can just text any of any an array of our buddies <laughs> right so right. we're like well we're not we're well we'll get into this but we're not going to move back to colorado mm-hmm. but we want to move somewhere where like we think we can make friends right how do you make friends as an adult I it's mean, hard i mean the way i presented it to sarah to make us both feel better about it mm-hmm. is that you know we have this platform and Sarah's talked about oh where does anyone live here is, is this city nice and she always gets a ton of responses like oh I live here you should come here mm-hmm. so I'm like we know wherever we move because you know us we're gonna move to like a, a liberal hippie <laughs> vegan option city right mm-hmm. I mean I guess every city is kind of like that but big city mm-hmm. yeah so like we know there are people who follow us around and we're like oh well we could we can find we, I mean we had friends in Colorado who we met that way mm-hmm. so I know it's possible but it's a little scary because we're like we it, don't have family yeah. and we don't have friends anywhere
1: yeah it is hard to like I know some people who still are friends with people in high school and I have like a few of those people that I kind of keep in touch with from high school or middle school but you know when you're moving often or like relocating <laughs> to a place where you don't really know anyone it is very scary and you definitely have to put yourself out there and especially with us being self-employed you know like all of my friends I met in the bay area were from school or work mm-hmm. and it's like we don't have that option anymore so yeah you know
0: yeah so that's that's what i'm holding out for is yeah. so that we'll meet people that way um so, where do you want to? Where do you want to pivot? Do you want to keep talking <laughs> about San Diego? Is there anything we're missing?
1: Oh, okay. Well, let's just say, let, let's just put it out there. We have been, we did, we did not really have a, a timeline for when we wanted to leave by. We just knew that we would didn't want to be living with my family for, you know, too long. We didn't want to come here and because our expenses were lower, like get complacent and stop working hard mm-hmm. and i think we're about, definitely both on the same page with that still and i think if anything we've kind of decided we want to accelerate if possible our timeline for moving out and i mean at this point it looks like we're going to be looking for somewhere in like southern washington or northern oregon
0: northern northern
1: <laughs> um around portland
0: so we keep we refer to it as the pnw the pacific Mm -hmm. northwest Mm because it's easier um but yeah we talked about this before we left colorado yeah but again we weren't we weren't ready to go to a place where we hadn't really spent time and with the pandemic i mean it sucks because we still have to go visit portland Mm -hmm. during the pandemic yeah we have no choice like when we've talked about this it's it's not really possible for us to just stay here until it's like safe to go somewhere right because we don't know we we don't know how long we that'll be (laughs) (laughs) you know we can't just we don't want to stay here indefinitely
1: we don't want to stay here even a full year really no ideally yeah and we were thinking so what prevented us because we had um the same area in the PNW under consideration before we moved here but my i have family in the in the in Seattle and Tacoma and Puyallup Washington my dad grew up there and he left because it made him depressed the weather and so that has been the one thing that has made me feel a little doubtful about moving there cuz I do deal with depression and seasonal depression specifically and not a lot of sun there um so that's the reason we didn't really feel comfortable committing. We wanted an opportunity to visit not just during the summer when it's like beautiful, which everyone says it is. But we wanted to spend like a week there In during the one of the darker of months and see like how much is this going to affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been what's held us back. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, and and again, it was a good step to move here to San Diego first because mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of, it kind it's, of, um, it's a reprieve from like the hardcore adult life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like our expenses are a little reduced, which lets us, okay, well, we want to go visit Portland. Now we have a little, we have funds freed up to kind of do that. Yeah. You know? So we're Not... definitely going to go visit. Mm hmm.
1: I was going to say not that like when we visit, we're going to go and like be in a bunch of public places and right. like eat out everywhere. We're mostly wanting to just go oh, to see the weather and then like to kind of explore different neighborhoods and see mm-hmm. like where we could see ourselves living. Can we go for a hike? Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> I, well, I feel like now is a good a time as any to drop in our weekly Chris and Jasmine reference, Sweet Simple Vegan, <laughs> because they live right outside of Portland which is like in the area we're thinking about Mm -hmm. we're not gonna like move in next door (laughs) probably (laughs) i feel like that area is a little too big for that to happen Mm. but they are the people we know there Mm -hmm. which makes us feel a little better
1: right and i mean i have spent a lot of time in washington visiting family i'm not like extremely close with this family i actually have family there on both sides uh mom and dad but um i have spent time there i do know it's really beautiful Mm i've spent time there in the winter and summer but i've never like you know when you're visiting somewhere you're not like oh i might move here let me pay attention to all these factors Mm -hmm. that might influence that decision it's just like oh i'm here it's a winter wonderland delightful right
0: (laughs) so we're like well let's go visit and we can look at it from a very subjective Mm -hmm. do we what would it be like If we were here all the time, Mm -hmm. what are the roads like? What are the stores like? What are the neighborhoods like? Like little things, like you said, little things you just don't consider, Mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about, let's talk about (laughs) why we feel so drawn there Mm -hmm. and how it relates to kind of where our brains are going in terms of what we're making Mm -hmm. and what we want our lives to look like. Sure. What excites you?
1: Right, <laughs> what sparks joy, so I just feel like I am the uh Portland stereotype, if you know what I mean, you know what I mean, like that hippie stereotype?
0: I definitely do.
1: that's me. I belong there <laughs> um I have been since I moved here, which is crazy to think that I moved to California and then I got back in touch with this like make everything from scratch, reduce waste, like all of that. Like I just want to like homestead essentially. I mean a little bit more of an urban version of that. But can
0: can you elaborate on what homesteading is?
1: It's just been a huge um, priority of mine to make more things from scratch and to not always prize convenience so much and to reduce my waste, to reuse things. I want to grow my own food It doesn't need to be all of it or anything. I want to be like canning. I like making my own staples. You know, I've been making tofu and bread and fermenting a lot of vegetables. And I want to start moving like towards eating seasonally and just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like when you're at home all the time, but you don't spend much time outside, like you're mostly on a screen, which is what my life has looked like for a couple of years. Like it's very easy to just get like completely out of touch with the physical world and then you're in a place where you're like, I am trying to do the same routine year round. And then you it's like snowing in Colorado and it's hard to drive and you get angry mm-hmm. instead of appreciating like nature and its cycles for what they are and what it brings to you. Do you know what I mean? So I want to get back to a place where I'm like very in tune with the natural world and also more in control of what we're consuming in every way you know
0: and this leads to a few different places one of which how it relates to your job Mm. and two, how it relates to the weather and the clouds like we just talked about right Mm -hmm. because we've we've discussed sure it's not as sunny there but if when if you're outside in the elements right Mm -hmm. like that's why hiking's huge there like in the winter, if you're on a hike and it's cloudy, it's like the clouds don't necessarily bother you as much because you're outside in nature. But when you're sitting inside and you have to have all the lights on all the time because <laughs> it's cloudy. Yeah. It, it feels, it, the clouds feel worse.
1: Right? right. It's interesting because I have always been like very at war with winter time, And especially after I moved to Colorado, I never lived anywhere with snow. And even though Colorado does not get that much snow compared to like places on the East Coast or places like more North, I hated it so much. And it was like only like during quarantine, (laughs) like beginning of quarantine, um, when we like didn't have anywhere to go and Eric and I like started running outside that I like finally kind of made peace with it being cold and it being winter and it being kind of gloomy outside because it was like. I don't know. I just realized how silly it was that I was just like angry that I couldn't have my exact same routine as during the summer. Yeah. And it's like how 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 healthy can it be to be at war with just like facts about nature? Like, so I don't know.
0: Something that's true 6 months out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we are aware that it gets cold. Mm -hmm. in the portland area Mm -hmm. but it also snows like we've been told it snows very infrequently yeah and while it's cold i mean colorado gets like bitter cold and as far (laughs) as we know it doesn't that doesn't happen that often up there right so it's like a very it's a much more milder winter
1: right yeah and i yeah so that's my experience like just being outside more this past winter And not feeling depressed. Like I didn't really feel depressed because of the weather at all this year. Mm. Um, Maybe on days where I was like stuck inside because I had to do work. And I was like, oh my God, this natural lighting is terrible. I have to lug this stupid umbrella light everywhere. Then it's like, yeah, I was grumpy and annoying and annoyed by it. But when you actually spend time outside, even if it is like rainy or Mm. snowy, the light it affects you in a positive way, I think. Just the light touching your skin. Right.
0: Yeah, Because you're still getting UV rays. <laughs> right? Is that a thing? Is that part of it? Mm. I don't know. I just, I, I, I think of, like when I think of the Pacific Northwest, I think of, I think I, th- I think of it being very lush and moist, which is the exact opposite of Colorado. Mm. Colorado is exceptionally dry because of the altitude and the air is thin and the sun is hot there. And it's just, it's dry all the time, Mm. right? And now that we moved here, I've kind of appreciated the humidity a little more. Oh, yeah. You know, now it, right now it gets like, right now it's like 75 and sunny outside. Mm -hmm. But like when we moved here two months ago, it was still like the end of summer, right? Mm -hmm. And it was hot and very humid some days. And I, at first, I was like, this sucks. I hate the humidity. I'm always like mildly wet <laughs> but now i kind of Moist. appreciate it a lot more like i go for a run and my throat's not dry and i don't feel like i'm gonna choke mm-hmm. and i'm like huh i don't mind the humidity that much it's not my, my hair feels nice and thick which i like <laughs> yeah and i just there's something about that i mean we're programmed to want that lush greenery right i mean like that has to be something that mm. just feels biologically correct for humans that's like that's life mm-hmm you know,
1: hmm.
0: I want to be in where the people are, huh?
1: N- nothing. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I definitely, well, and it's different for me because I took Accutane twice hmm. in college and I don't produce any oil anymore. So my face is extremely dry. And I definitely felt that in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I say, uh, jokingly, not so jokingly, I aged 10 years in three years in Colorado. <laughs>
0: Ha ha! we say in quotes (laughs) well i mean i know you were just making a joke when i when you said you want to be where the people are but that's another aspect of it oh it's the opposite of that right (laughs) obviously the portland area is like populated and busy i mean it's a it's a major city right
1: we're not living in the major city though
0: right we'd be living outside of it because we don't want to live in an apartment downtown or anything that's a huge
1: part of of the move too is like I don't, I wouldn't mind, like, I have nothing against California, but it's so expensive here. There's no way we could, right now at least, maybe one day in the future, but Mm -hmm. in the distant future, Uh, like, I don't see us affording a place that has enough space for me to, like, do the gardening that I want, Mm -hmm. and, you know.
0: Right, and we've been looking online at these little quaint houses around Portland that are, like, the perfect size for us and have a little backyard, and they're, like, right in the perfect price range. They're like, less yes.
1: expensive than where we were living in, like, the suburbs of Colorado. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's definitely a huge value to me. You know, I feel like there was a point at which very, very briefly, I guess, it was, like, maybe two two weeks or so after we moved here where we were, like, let's just get a nice apartment. Let's just make more money, mm-hmm. get a nice apartment, and we can have, like, that convenience and a nice, clean new space and mm-hmm. do our, like, music thing. Yeah. And... Now I'm like, I don't want to spend a bunch of money just to live somewhere.
0: That's like, been newly I want, renovated. hmm
1: Yeah. Like, I want to find a nice, comfortable home that feels like us, that we're not going to have to, like, bend over backwards to afford so that we never feel pressured to do too many jobs that are going to, like, suck the lives out of us. You know, like, we can be selective with the work we do yeah. and just do what's meaningful to us.
0: Also, like what what i what it, it took it took some time for me to realize this like the house we moved out of in colorado it wasn't like super new or nice and i still i mean i had my i had my reasons for not loving it but like i loved it it was like we made mm-hmm. a, and it, it was too big right it was way too big but like the spaces that we the spaces that we really lived in in the house they were cozy and cute and Mm-hmm. we had a little christmas tree up. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we don't need like a new high-end apartment. Right. I mean like, sure, I I plan to make enough money to live in one, but what if we lived in a cheaper like cuter more cozy home mm-hmm. and we could spend that money on something else? You know? Right. Like I'm like I'm I'm just trying to say I'm not saying that as an excuse for me to like be less successful. Does that make sense?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: That's not the reason.
1: Yeah, I just think that we have I just think we've learned so much about ourselves in such an accelerated time frame because when you We have to when you shake up something as big as where you live, you're just bound to learn so much. Because like when you think about I don't know, the building blocks of progress or or learning. It starts with just what you do every single moment of every day. And if you can change up one little thing, like even like which hand you brush your teeth with, you know, just like it starts with like something that small. And it starts with like now we live in a new state, mm-hmm. in a new city, and we don't have anything memorized. And we're always like here and here and here, like present mm-hmm. because we can't do, we can't just tune out and like go about our day right in like that comfortable safe way that we were before i need to use
0: google maps when we go (laughs) basically anywhere yeah i mean of course we don't go anywhere yeah but like
1: we we go to the gym and like two stores yeah yeah um so we've just i feel like we've learned more in just the past two months about what we want and who we are than like maybe
0: ever yeah entire relationship
1: and then you add that to like the first part of this year being us in quarantine Mm -hmm. that was like so much it's almost like uh just as time moves forward it's accelerating which Mm -hmm. is pretty interesting and scary and cool though you know
0: to go back to the the population thing Mm -hmm. so of course portland is a city and there are people in the city and in the suburbs right there are a lot of people there but california man
1: california there are, man
0: there are a lot of people here i knew there would be a lot of people here mm. listen it's not the most ter- it's not like the most awful thing and i can't wait to leave right like it's fine but they're right. just a, they're just you go to the store in the middle of the day because you're like oh it's the middle of a day on a monday yeah. it'll be empty right no no There are people there. Mm -hmm. And back home, we lived in a suburb outside of Denver, like now how we live in a suburb outside of San Diego. Well, we're
1: in San Diego, but we're in, I would say, a less... We're not downtown, you know? We are in a less populated area of San Diego.
0: We're not as secluded as we were outside of Denver. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, we would go to the store, I don't know, in the middle of the day during the week in Colorado, and we would just... It would be fine, you know? And I'm like, huh? Maybe I I need a less populated right. We area. definitely
1: miss that. Yeah, I think like the reason we were so excited to live in a highly po- and it's funny because like compared to L A, everyone who lives here is like this is not populated at all. Traffic is not bad at all, and it really hasn't been for the most part. Like yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a schlep to get to <laughs> some of the places we go. We well, like the gym, you know. It takes us fifteen minutes to get there.
0: I love when you use Yiddish. A schlep. A schlep.
1: Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not that bad, but it, for us, like, we definitely miss the affordability of, of like, a more suburban mm-hmm. setting and, like, the ease of getting around.
0: Here's the other thing. Let's take the pandemic and cast it aside because I don't want to have the... What I'm about to say, I don't want to have the pandemic as, like, this thing I have to keep referencing. If this wasn't happening, this just imagine that it's over and gone and whatever, right? When I got laid off my job at the beginning of the year, I said to Sarah, I was like, okay, now I want to, like, I don't want to always be like, oh, I don't want to go out to dinner. I don't want to go downtown because I have to get back and go to sleep and wake up and go to work the next day. Like, I don't want to be so i don't know afraid of like not having enough time to relax or sleep or whatever i was like now that i don't have this job we can go more places like let's let's do it like let's take advantage of where we live and whatnot and then COVID happened so now we can't so when i think about living near portland like we live near denver i think about oh we can go get vegan donuts at this place we can go eat this, we can go get food from this vegan restaurant and bring it home and Mm -hmm. be lazy at home or whatever. And that's, I just, I want to do that with less stress about Mm -hmm. going places, you know?
1: Right. I think another, something that made us think we would really, really thrive in San Diego is that like we've both referenced that we had family here growing up And that this was always a place that we visited and it was like a vacation for us. So, and then Eric and I had a vacation here before when we were still long distance and we had so many like happy memories from it. And it's just important to know that just because you enjoy certain things about a place under certain circumstances doesn't mean that's necessarily where you want to be spending You're, all your days. Do you know what I
0: mean? Your brain is different on vacation. Yeah. So that's why when we're talking about going to Portland to see it, mm-hmm. we're going... Sure, we're going to be on like a quasi-vacation, but we're going into an understanding that this we... This is our day-to-day. Yeah, we don't want to be in vacation mode. We're going to be in like observe mode. Mm-hmm. I think earlier I said subjective when I should have said objective. I guess it's both. We want to look at what it is going to be like all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's important to like consider what your daily routine is going to look like and whether the benefits and the drawbacks of living in a place are, you know, how they factor into your decision. You know, like we've spent time in New York City and when you know it's going to be just like a day or so, you're definitely willing to accept the commute and the busyness and the You know, the stinkiness.
0: (laughs) The hassle. (laughs) The
1: stinkiness. The the stinkiness. But like, would we live there? No. You know what I
0: mean? I mean, and and, and this whole conversation, it ties into, like, do you want to tie it into our music Mm -hmm. thing? Okay. So another reason why San Diego was appealing is because, like we said, it's a bigger city and, you know, it's kind of close to LA. And we we were thinking of, uh, we were thinking about... Trying to get our music project into, turn it into like...
1: The main thing?
0: Yeah, this main thing for us. And we wanted to like, we we're like, we're going to be like a pop act. Like, we're going to take good singer-songwriter songs and turn them into like great pop songs. And we're going to be famous and we're going to rule the world. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. That uh, Obviously, that's a little, um, that's what I'm looking for, exaggerated. But that's kind of what we were thinking about. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier in this episode, when the pandemic's over, we can go to we can go up to LA and play shows, and we can like get ourselves involved in the scene, right? Yeah. Because everything goes on in LA. Like, sure, people get discovered online, but like the real shit goes down in LA. Mm-hmm. And now we are still going to make music. We still want to do it. We still want to be popular. We still want to make songs that people want to listen to.
1: Yeah, but popularity is not the end. The end right. is influencing people in a positive way exactly
0: and having some amount of fans that
1: engage with the work in a deep way and you want know? to hear
0: what we have to say yeah right so w- since we've kind of shifted this this our perspective on like our end goal as musicians we're like we don't need to like go Brown nose people in we weren't in LA. Do that. I know, yeah.
1: It just it doesn't it means that we have more freedom. Like we can accomplish what we want to accomplish artistically, pretty much from anywhere. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think the drizzly, rainy, moody P N W scene it definitely fits our vibes. Yeah, I think that what we realized was I'm such a voracious consumer of um, coaching. Mm-hmm um information you know i listen to a lot of podcasts about music marketing and branding and such and we were really trying to follow all of that to the letter and it was not feeling good and we were getting like in not necessarily in fights but
0: we didn't want to make music because it it felt bad it it was it like it hurt
1: yeah because we were trying to go about it on this like fast track to success way or like you know, get results now and like get your music in front of the most people. And it's not to say that that's wrong or that it couldn't be successful, but it just wasn't feeling good for us. And it was just making music not fun. And so I never want to get to the point where, you know how for a lot of time I've like, I love cooking, but I've struggled with making it my, keeping it as my career because Money just makes things complicated. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I never want my art to feel that way. I never want to feel like I have to make music on a deadline or that I have to like just get something out because it's due. Mm -hmm. I always want the freedom to say what I'm trying to say or tell the story that needs to be told in the way I want it to, to be told.
0: And this, and this continues further in a literal musical sense, you know, like trying to, trying to make ourselves like this pop act that, I don't know, that sounds like what's popular right now. It's like, it, it seems so silly in retrospect, you Mm -hmm. know, like why would we take A beautiful singer-songwriter song that you that you wrote for piano or guitar and your voice like sure you can make it it's a good song is good song and we could make it into like a electronic pop song Mm -hmm. but what if we just recorded the beautiful song even if it was only two instruments and two voices Mm -hmm. like i i feel like i personally got so wrapped up in like well that's not what's topping the charts right now that's not what's really popular yeah that i forgot that doesn't fucking matter because that (laughs) that style is always going to be popular Mm. in some way yeah sometimes it'll be the most popular things and other times it's like oh she only has a million instagram followers (laughs) like people people love that style of music for a reason and if it if it works i don't know it's good it'll work
1: I mean, I think what I've learned more than anything, this is like the theme of the past two months of my life is just that everything that my mind wants me to believe is the logical, correct, fastest way to do something is not, it's just not that way. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the (laughs) the universe is like, hey, Sarah, I'm going to make everything that's true for you completely, I don't know the opposite of what everyone is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Or what the opposite of what advice people are paying for.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just
1: I'm like, is this some sort of weird sick joke?
0: Universal. <laughs> Not sick joke.
1: joke. It's like cool because it really just means that for the most success I should do the things that feel like authentically me. I've always been I don't know, I realized that I listened to this book called Hit Makers hmm. on the way here. And it was talking about like the architecture of a pop song or the like how to make things or the characteristics of things that are popular or viral. And when I was listening to listening to this book, I was thinking about my lyrics and my poetry and how they are I write a lot of words, I use a lot of metaphor and I'd never had like a typical like verse verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus sort of structure. Like I would always have so many, I would have so much to say, and my songs would be long and all the choruses would be different lyrics because I just felt like there was so much to say about that story to get the message across. And because my my writing is about my experience. And when I listened to this book, I was like, oh, my God, I need to make my songs simpler. I need to make them more relatable. I need to just pare it down and make it three minutes. And like, that's that's what I should do. And then the other day, I I like listening to um, or watching videos by vocal coaches I feel like reaction videos in general are very popular right now. They're very Mm -hmm. trendy. But a lot of vocal coaches will make reactions to live performances of songs. And I was watching um, one vocal coach named Sam Johnson reacting to like a live performance of this Broadway song. Mm. And it was just like a piano and the vocalist.
0: I forgot we haven't talked about this on the podcast.
1: Right. I kind of wish we had talked about it sooner. But this this will come up again in a future episode because... You know, so much has been learned, but and like every time I I watch that live performance, I cry every single time. And I want to say what it is. It's it's the song "She Used to Be Mine" from the musical, the uh, musical Waitress, which Sarah Bareilles wrote, interestingly enough.
0: And it's specifically a live performance with who- Allison Luff. Allison Luff. Because
1: there's multiple right, multiple actresses have played the role. But this particular rendition of it, like, really touches me. So.
0: It really fucked you up.
1: Right. And I'm like, okay, hold on. This is a long song that is very minimally arranged, at least this version of it. And it's telling a story. And, like, there's no, I don't know, people just love musicals. Not everyone does, but not everyone loves pop music. Not you know everyone what I mean? loves anything. And I, I was right. like reading, yeah, I was reading the comments and like there were, everyone was like, oh my God, this is the most amazing version. And then some people were like, oh my God, I like, I love this version, but also I really, really love this other version by this actress. And everyone's just like commenting on all of these like little nuances of this performance and other ones. And it just goes to show like people can, there are people to connect with any kind of music you create. Do you know what I mean? So, anytime you feel pressured to change the format, you know what I mean? To appease someone else, I mean, you can. Like, if you're, I know Charlie XCX talks a lot about optimizing music for streaming and for virality. And there's nothing wrong with having that goal if you're trying to reach the most, a num- the highest number of people possible and make popular music. I'm not shitting on that by any means, but that's just not my character you know Mm -hmm. so yeah we've we've gone off on a tangent but like
0: i mean it it all it all relates to like the overarching idea of why of why we want to live or why we potentially think we may want to live in a place like the pacific northwest instead of southern california right you can see the tie it's like simplifying not trying to do things just because
1: it's the fastest way
0: right or it's the quote-unquote right way Mm -hmm. right so it's like southern california popular music hot people like (laughs) beautiful people music videos green smoothies right yeah like okay portland singer-songwriter depression lyrics <laughs> about depression like sure but just coffee slowing shop, down playing music at a coffee shop yes yeah, simplifying yeah and like and, and we talk about it like fucking la is the only place to play a show and have people watch you yeah. i played i played open mics in boulder before i ever spoke to you mm-hmm. and like a few people were there like <laughs> that's fine yeah you know yeah like uh, it's like we're we make acoustic music like that's what we're good at you know Mm -hmm. so let's go to a place where that and that's popular everywhere right Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sorry i'm just i'm just i'm rambling
1: the tldr is (laughs) don't listen to anyone just listen to yourself
0: listen to your don't listen to
1: us bye (laughs) 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 just (laughs) stares at me jaw agape
0: i was like what is she doing
1: Well, it's it's just crazy being someone who consumes so much how-to, how to feel better, how to find your dreams, how to become a great musician, how to be a great YouTuber, blah, 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 blah. I'm always like, how-to, how-to, how-to. And it's like almost like my grasping for that answer from something external to me Mm. is why the universe is like, I'm going to make it so that none of the answers are out there for you. Mm. And you have to get so in tune with yourself. And that's the only way. And you have to like, and that's why I'm like so different, you know, from my family and their values, like different political affiliations, different values, different like just like way of of showing up in the world. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so, I've just always been so different and trying to be not different, (laughs) just trying to fit in and be conventional. And like, that's the whole like game that I've been like realizing I'm in the middle of. At 29 years of age, I'm like, oh, I had 100% of the answers and all of the pain comes from trying to find them somewhere else.
0: Mm. <laughs> Beautifully said. I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, I, I, just, I, keep thinking, I just keep thinking about us like playing a little acoustic show in a little coffee shop <laughs> on a rainy day. And I think of us, and I—I well, I think of you in the backyard, like pruning, moving soil around. I'm gonna growing your compost so juice. So many things. And then I, and then I see you, I see you picking these things, and then jarring it, fermenting it, filming it, because it totally fits in with your channel. <laughs> that's that's you. That is Sarah's Vegan Kitchen, right? Sarah's Vegan Kitchen can be whatever you want it to be. It's your channel about vegan food right and then you take the product that you made from the garden in the video and you go sell it at a farmer's market (laughs) and then people who were like oh eric and sarah live here now they'll come see us at the farmer's market maybe they'll buy something pickled maybe they'll just say hi and i'm just like doesn't (laughs) that just sound and that's only you right Mm -hmm. And there's me doing whatever the hell i'm doing musically (laughs) inside maybe i'm making a funny song Maybe I'm making a theme song for someone. It just sounds so, it's like, huh. That really is a lot, it's simpler Mm. when you think about it.
1: Yeah. Simplicity is definitely a thing. I think another thing I realized is, like, being someone who felt so lost for so long, I would find all these, like, hashtag boss babes, Mm. you know, talking about being entrepreneurs and, like, Posting pictures on Instagram with their new Benz and I'm like, oh my God, I want that. And then they're like buying a sixteen dollar salad from Sweet (laughs) Green in LA. And I'm like, oh my God, I I would love to have a life where I could just like work all day. And then I take a little break and I walk down to Sweet Green and I buy an expensive salad. And like I just I don't have to do anything. I don't want to. And someone else will shop for me and clean my clothes. And I was like, wait, like, those are all the things I love doing. Like I i will make the 16 dollar salad for me and you Mm -hmm. like i just love i was just trying to move so far away from the domestic life because i felt like it was at odds with being successful and it's like wait like that's so much at the core of who i am is like nurturing and like being slow but intentional Mm -hmm. and like pouring lots of love into things And like, I just, food is, food is like the perfect thing for me because it's what makes up our bodies, but there's so many choices as to where you get it from and how you prepare it and how you consume it and with what mindset you consume it. And so for that to be like the start and the end also of my like journey as a creator, it just is very apt, I think.
0: Yeah i mean i mean all of these all of these things we're talking about and discovering they're also i mean it's it's not by coincidence but it's all in line with our careers and what we want to accomplish right like i mean my 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 side of the story is less wholesome than what you want to do <laughs> but like I'm thinking about, I'm like, okay, I want to to make YouTube videos. I've always kind of wanted to do that. And then I've started and I've given up. Not because making videos was the wrong thing. because I was trying to do the wrong thing. Like, if if anyone's been following us since the beginning of us being a couple, three and a half years ago, you'd know that I started a YouTube channel called Eric the Veganator. And I was like, I'm going to be a vegan YouTuber like Sarah. And I'm going to quit my job. And that's what I'm going to do. And then like a month went by, and I'm like, I that's not me at all. Like, sure, I love vegan food, and Sarah's great at what she does, and other people are. I'm like, that that ain't me. And I try, I've tried to do this a few times, and now I'm like, okay, videos about audio production and music, the things I'm good at, right? And now I'm now I'm thinking about making like comedy songs, right? It's just less wholesome than going out and p- growing a salad. It's not as wholesome. It's what?
1: It's not less wholesome. Yeah, I don't think.
0: Okay, well, I appreciate that. It feels that way I mean, to me.
1: Humor is another type of nourishment, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, less right palpable. <laughs> That's why
0: I'm like, what if I just, what if I just made videos where it, they made people laugh and they got a song stuck in their head? Mm-hmm. Like, those are the two things I'm literally best at in the world. Is being, being f- stupid being stupid and funny and (laughs) writing little catchy songs (laughs) and it's just like all all these things are all these things are coming up Mm -hmm. and showing themselves and feeling correct right yeah
1: yeah i think it's to go back to the topic of like location Mm. i just think it's nice to even if we move there and find out, you know, it's not the perfect place for us or it's not the place we want to be forever and we end up here or we end up back in Colorado or we end up in New York, like, I'm not closed off to any of those options. But I just feel like now and especially since we've lived in California, which is something we've considered for a while and kind of gotten those answers, like, we couldn't have really ruled it out for us living in california forever if we hadn't tried it Mm -hmm. it's like we had to come here and see what it felt like to live here before we could kind of answer that question and move on and see what else is out there for us
0: and i i feel like i feel so okay with with it like i don't feel like Oh my god, these people are they can't figure it out. They don't know where they want to live. They just okay, they're just going to move and move and like I don't feel like that. I feel like we just life is fluid and we grow and we learn stuff and like you said, maybe we'll end up back in Colorado. Maybe we'll move to Minnesota. I don't know.
1: Maybe we'll move to the PNW and never move ever again.
0: Maybe or yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. literally it doesn't matter because we we have privilege of being able to not be tied down to a physical location because of work yeah so it's like we'll see what happens that's what life's all about right
1: it is i always admired people you know, before i had moved to colorado on my own mm-hmm. <laughs> like i always admired people who had taken that sort of leap mm-hmm. like my dad grew up in washington and then he moved to utah and hawaii i was born in hawaii and then san diego and like all sorts of places and my my aunt like grew up in San Diego and left just like moved out I think she was 18 to become a flight attendant and just has lived in Florida and New Jersey like has traveled the world and like I always thought it was so cool that someone could just like pick up and just relocate and I think it's definitely one of the most like it's it's one way to expand your perspective really rapidly Mm -hmm. just uproot yourself yeah yeah
0: so we don't know what's going to happen um where we'll end up long term if if we do stay somewhere somewhere forever um but we'll we'll keep you posted through it all Mm -hmm. is there anything else on your mind related to this not really. I think we. This I'm is losing we, my
1: voice too. <laughs> I can tell. That's
0: why I got up and gave you the water while you were talking. Yeah. I I feel like this is this is kind of what our podcast has become nowadays. A journal. I mean, it's like we we have a topic, and then the last I, I don't know, like the last third of it, it's like kind of it branches off. It's it's all related, but it branches off into something different.
1: Something bigger,
0: like yeah, a mega topic. Yes. And by the end of it, I'm like, wow, that was cathartic.
1: Cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just interesting, like, observing myself and, like, understanding. I feel like I just now had the realization that, like, all of the material that I've consumed, like, all of the stuff that I know about business and self-development and spirituality, I don't think I learned it for myself. I think I learned it to help other people. Mm. And I'm much better at, like, hearing someone else like kind of spill out their problems and helping them sort it out Mm. and like picking picking and choosing from like the wide array (laughs) of like different pieces of advice i have and like when it comes to me like every time i try to follow that advice it just does not work
0: (laughs) well all i can say in response to that is that i'm a lucky man who is starting my own business (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh it's good to be me
1: yeah Yeah. It's very interesting. I, it's just weird to think about how like everything that I'm trying to be now is like all of the stuff that I just loved as a kid. Yeah. Like I just like want to write. I want to be like alone most of the day. Mm -hmm. I want to make stuff for people. I remember like being a little kid and like all I really wanted was to like chop up some celery and carrots and microwave it in a bowl of water and see if it would turn into soup. <laughs> so like as a child. That's cute. I remember I like I would put like white watercolor paint in water and be like, I have a jar of milk. Mm-hmm. Like I would just like and I would like put watercolors on the kitchen floor just so I could clean them. Like I would like go around like pretending that I was like a mom scrubbing the floor. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, like, building stuff and writing and, like, I really wanted to learn how to make clothes. I had, like, a lot of paper dolls. And, like, that's just... Now I'm, like, coming back to it. I'm, like, oh, I do want to make clothes. I want to make everything. I want to build furniture. I want to learn how to, like, create my own building blocks for everything that I consume. Mm -hmm. And it, like, really ties into, like, being vegan, too. And reducing my impact and making my impact on the earth like an emotional impact like impacting people in a hopefully positive way
0: that's the most you thing i have literally ever (laughs) heard and it's great now let me ask you a question while we're still on air is a stupid way to put it live Mm -hmm. also a stupid way to put it while we're recording before we before we started recording and we were planning on doing the other topic that we talked about at the top of this episode. And we were like, let's talk about this instead. Do you feel, how do you feel now after having done the episode?
1: I feel like it was a little bit scattered, but that's mm. because we're a little bit scattered. Right. I have a lot of deadlines <laughs> today. So as soon as we, as soon as we, uh, Hang up,
0: mm-hmm. hang
1: up, turn off the <laughs> recording. Yeah. Um, see, I can't even speak properly. I'm going to go make some crackers and a cheese ball oh and God. film it.
0: I'm going to eat the hell out of it.
1: And some caramelized onion tarts. Wow. And then Eric's going to make pasta for dinner.
0: So is is that our positivity box?
1: Oh, no, my... Po- <laughs> oh, no, no. no my no, positivity no. box is bokashi, which is oh, a... Yeah. <laughs> it's like a type of composting that I guess is popular in Japan. But so here's another thing about... California is we don't have nearly as much like space in our backyard and we had a big p- compost pile in Colorado that was very stinky and I very rarely turned it but it did eventually turn back to soil
0: yeah when I had to clear it out right before we moved it was mostly just dirt right which was fucking astounding
1: right so I'm here, and I'm like, I'm here, I'm family. Stop <laughs> <It's like>, <laughs> with the Olive Garden. This is
0: not sponsored by Olive Garden, though, if you're listening.
1: No, I'll make my own fucking breadsticks. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, like, I-, I was getting really upset that I was throwing away all my food scraps. Like, I-, I like to compost. I'm a hippie. I'm a dirty, tree-hugging hippie.
0: You're not dirty, nor have I ever seen you hug a tree. Sorry,
1: Dad. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... what was i what was i saying there's nowhere to put a compost pile here even if there were i wouldn't want to do it because it takes so long to compost compost outside and we're gonna move and i don't want to land my poor loving mother with a compost pile anyway (laughs) so i was looking up more compact less stinky faster alternatives and bokashi is one of them so you get a bucket it's an anaerobic process so You're essentially like putting all of your vegetable scraps in a bucket with no air and you're interspersing them with this bran that is inoculated with a type of bacteria that essentially pickles your scraps. So... You fill up this five-gallon bucket with the Bokashi bran and all your scraps, and then you let it ferment for a couple weeks, and then you put it into the soil, and it decomposes really quickly, and you have like really nutritious, amazing soil for growing stuff. So I just started that i got that's like my only black friday purchase i bought some extra masks so i can wash our masks more often
0: you didn't actually buy anything that was on sale for black no, friday i didn't you just because, bought it on black friday because
1: we're not consumers anymore <laughs> i am a consumer of cookbooks i do buy all my cookbook cookbooks cooks books used though
0: <laughs> that is good um i'm excited about the bokashi thing too i mean i got to drill your buckets
1: you did Eric got to drill holes in my five-gallon buckets.
0: It was, it was, that was also cathartic.
1: <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. And when we move, I am going to get a little worm farm so my wormies can eat my vegetables. <laughs> and we're going to have the most nutritious soil and the most nutritious food. And then we're going to cook it. And I'm going to can it. And I'm going to have a little cellar full of delicious pickled and canned things. And it's going to be great. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to leave the positivity box there because <laughs> okay. I think I think that was that that was wholesome enough for the two of us. And I'm excited about it too. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to our slightly scattered but very represent- representative of our brains episode.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: And we will talk to you next
1: Oh, week. if yes. you made it this far by some chance and you live in the PNW and you'd like to rant and rave about all the fantastic things and why we should move there, feel free to email us.
0: What is life dude show at gmail.com. We check
1: our emails every week now. Mm-hmm. We are on top of it. Thank yes. you.
0: Love you guys. Thank you for listening.